honor you, Lord Jesus. We, we place you in first place. You are, you are God. You are the creator. You are the maker. You are wonderful. And Lord, we, we put our, all our hope in you, our trust in you, our faith in you and in your words. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's be seated. Well, last night, as I said, we were watching late night television, but it was a boxing fight uh, between the best boxer in the UK and the best boxer in Ukraine, who were fighting for the heavyweight title. I really wanted the British guy to win, because after all, I am an Englishman. Um, and I really thought that he would win this time. You know, having studied what happened last time, he's so big, looks so strong. But the Ukrainian man is just so good. He is just so good. And we saw him kneel down on the mat. And, we, we, you know, it's okay to talk about boxing. The Apostle Paul talked about boxing and he said, you know, he <laughs> doesn't just shadow box, he's, <laughs> he's going to knock the devil out. But, you know, he talked about boxing. So, but last night, I watched this, I really wanted the Englishman to win in the beginning. Uh, and I thought he would. Um, but uh, the Ukrainian boxer was so good. Saw him kneel on the floor. Then we saw him sitting in his corner and his mouth was moving. And Ross said, is he praying? I said, he's either praying or saying a mantra or psyching himself up by saying positive words or something. But he was so good. And, of course, both fighters nearly, nearly lost it at times. They both nearly went down. Uh, it could have, at times, gone either way. But he actually was the better boxer. He wasn't as big as the other guy, but he was better. And he was the better boxer. And uh, afterwards, when he spoke, you know, our guy went berserk a bit, you know, wasn't very dignified. But, but their guy was dignified, and he gave all the credit to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, he, he, he said Jesus is his Lord before millions of people worldwide and in a very strong Muslim country. He honored the Lord. Now, you know, when you have a, a, an event like that, you know, if we win the world cricket or if we win the world rugby or football, definitely world football. Since 90, you know, we're still talking about 1966 and half of us weren't there then, or many of us weren't there then. Still talking about 1966 because it gives such a good feel-good factor when such a great event is won. But I was so pleased for Ukraine because Ukraine are going through a difficult situation at the moment, but he's a person who testified not only before his own country and his own president and the whole world that Jesus is his Lord and Savior. And uh, I, I just thought that was admirable and I feel, felt good for Ukraine that he won because they need feel-good factor at the moment. And also a man who has defeated the best boxers in the world, and then he tells you, you need to get saved. It's a wonderful thing. But, you know, today, even though that was good and interesting and the impact of it, we have a, a person here who I've already mentioned, our Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I will be with you always, 
even until the end of the age. And we need to put our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior first, always. Always. The Lord Je- we, we often acknowledge mentally, yes, Jesus is Lord, he's my Savior, but we really need to live it out in all our actions and in all our doings. And we really need to let him be Lord of our spirit, our soul, and our body and put him really where he deserves to be in first place. Amen. So I was pleased last night for Ukraine, the Ukraine boxer, and it's wonderful that he alluded to the greatest person who's ever lived, the creator. You know, the Bible says Jesus is the creator. It tells it very, very clearly. He is the one who made the worlds, and I'm so grateful for that. Amen. But you know, Jesus is Lord. He is Lord today. He's my Lord. And of, of you, he's your Lord too. And if he's not, you're going to, I believe today, commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will be your Lord and Savior. Amen. I want to read a passage of scripture from the book of Acts, chapter 14, reading from verse 7 through to verse 11 or 10, verse 10, and it says in Acts chapter 14 and verse 7, it says, and they were preaching the gospel there. When it says they were preaching the gospel there, it's referring to Paul and Barnabas, the apostles. They were preaching the gospel in Lystra. And it says in Lystra, there was a certain man without strength in his feet, was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leapt and walked. Amen. Father, I pray today that as I share these words with Those who are here today, I believe, Father, our faith is going to be built up. We're going to be strengthened. We're going to be blessed. And, Lord, that I believe there's going to be a transformation in our lives from this very hour. Oh, Lord, that we are going to put Jesus first in every way, honor Jesus first in every way, and remember the Lord in every situation. And, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will fill us with your power and love, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, our faith is very, very important. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says in verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For He who comes to God must believe that he is. In other words, if you come to God, you must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We need to believe he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We need to believe he answers prayer today. We need to believe uh, in, in God and have faith in God and in his word in his way. You know, there are many faiths, aren't there? I already mentioned that last night this 
prize fight was taking place in a, in a Muslim country, and they're different faiths. And even when we come to Christianity, they're people who proclaim to be Christians, and they're people who proclaim and are Christians. And they're different levels uh, in which we could uh, perhaps come to in our commitment and trust in the Lord. But if we're going to have faith, we need to have the same kind of faith that Jesus had. Because, you know, we, we go along in our different ways, and it's often been mentioned that when we, you know, when people read the Bible, we often read the Bible through, you know, Methodist glasses or through Presbyterian glasses or through the Church of England glasses or Catholic glasses or Pentecostal glasses, but we need to read it as it is, what it's really saying. And many of these groups, like the Methodists, under John Wesley, they came back to God, back to the God of the Bible, back to the real thing. You know, Coke used to have an advert. It's the real thing. Coke is. Um, they, they believed it was the best kind of Coke. But, you know, Jesus is the real, real thing. He really is. But we need to come back. You know, then there were other groups at certain times. Many, many, uh, like, fathers of faith who led a, a church that had gone to one side, you know, gone off track. They were leading them back to the Bible, back to God, back to the first, the real thing. Now, if we're going to have faith today... And the Bible says it's impossible to please him without faith. We want to have the God kind of faith. Amen. The, the, the Bible says that Paul and Barnabas preached the gospel. That means good news. They came with good news. They came with the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ. They preached the gospel in Lystra. And while they were preaching to the people, there was a man there who was crippled, who had never walked. Uh, in my lifetime, I've seen a few people who are crippled, whose legs are impotent and under, them, un, under their body there, and they drag themselves along. I'm sure you've seen some too, who have never walked. Sometimes operations are done these days to try and help them get going. But I've seen many people like that, especially in earlier life, who have never walked, who were begging. But here was a man who had never walked, and he was listening to Paul preach. And as he was listening, Paul looked at him, and the Bible says he looked at him intently. In other words, he must have really stared at the man. You know, sometimes someone stares at you. So he really stared at him, and then he said... He noticed something. He noticed he had faith to be healed. And then he said, the Bible says, with a loud voice. So he raised it, he shouted out loud. Everyone heard it. He said, stand up straight on your feet. And the Bible says the man leapt and walked. It's similar to the uh, account in, in Acts chapter 3 where Peter and John were going into the temple gate beautiful. There was a man there who had never walked. And Peter said there, he said, when the man was begging, Peter looked at him, he said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I gift you in the name of Jesus, rise and walk, and then he, he, he touched him, Paul didn't actually touch the man, but he touched him and he said, 
get up. And the man leapt and walked, very similar. The man leapt and walked. But you know, as we read this, it's possible to read it, and we think, wow, it was great in those days. The apostle Peter healed that man, and the apostle, the apostle Paul healed this man in Lystra, a man who'd never walked. He leapt and walked. You know, not long after that, people wanted to stone Paul. <laughs> but, but it's interesting. People say, isn't it great how Paul healed that man? But when you read this, if you just read the scriptures quickly, that's what you'd think. But in actual fact, Paul didn't heal the man. No, in fact, only Jesus can heal people. Isn't that right? Paul did not heal the man. And the man wasn't even healed because Paul was an apostle. He wasn't healed because of Paul's great faith. And I'm sure the apostle Paul had great, great faith. Of course he did. But he wasn't healed because of that. The Bible says the man himself had faith to be healed. All Paul did was he noticed it. And so this man, he had faith to be healed. Paul noticed it. So as we look at this passage of scripture, the man wasn't healed because Paul was an apostle. And he wasn't healed because of Paul's great faith. The Bible clearly says the man had faith to be healed. Paul noticed it. So I just want to mention this. There's three things Paul did. Number one, let's all say number one. He preached the gospel. He spoke good news. That's what we've got to do, isn't it? We've got to come with good news. When we go to someone's house, we've got to go in there with good news. We don't say, whoa, the world's falling apart, isn't it? <laughs> we need to come with something good. You know, there's some people I meet in church, you know, I'm a church boy. I go to church, and there's some people I, I see coming, and I think, where can I escape to? Because I know this is going to be uh, hard work. I remember one day in our church in Africa, there was a lady called Barbara. Wow, she got a hold of you. She was going to tell you all the bad stuff. It was going to go on and on and on. So the one day she's talking to me, and she's saying all this stuff. Da -da -da -da. You know, so... You know, it's not really encouraging. I'm sort of beginning to wilt here. And then Pastor Tim Salmon walks past, and he says, Hi, Barbara. He kept running, though. <laughs> he says, How are you doing, Barbara? And her face lights up, and she says, Just praising the Lord, brother. I thought you were far from praising the Lord. You were telling all the world's problems. And Tim ran on, keeping out of the way. But, you know, sometimes we talk like that. But... Um, we need to come with good news. I meet people, I, I love it when you're with people, and you know, when, you, when you're with your good friends, and you know, you feel encouraged. One of the songs we sing, Christian songs says, being with Jesus is even better than the sound of my friends' voices. But when you've got good friends, it's just wonderful to be with your friends and to hear them speak. So in verse seven of this scripture, the Apostle Paul, what he did was, he preached the gospel. He brought good news. It was all about Jesus. The Bible said they were, uh, when the angels came to proclaim him, they said, glad tidings of great joy we bring. Good news. We've got good news for you. So Paul did one thing. He preached the gospel. The second thing Paul did was, in this passage of Scripture, verse 9, he had faith to be healed. Uh, sorry, so, sorry. Paul noticed the man had faith to be healed. Verse 9. 
He preached the gospel, one. Number two, say number two. Ah, oh, that's pathetic. Go on, say number two. Number two. I saw a video this week. My, uh, my granddaughter, my daughter-in-law said to her, say hello in, in, in Spanish. And so she says, she repeats, say hello in Spanish. And she's three years old, but the little one who's only a year old says, hola. <laughs> it was funny. But anyway, f- first thing Paul did was he preached the gospel, verse 7. Second thing he did was he noticed something. He, he saw this. He said, this man has faith to be healed. He saw it. He noticed it. He perceived it. He could tell. And then the third thing he did was he said something. He said with a really loud voice, stand up on your feet. And the man not only stood, he leapt and walked. That is an amazing, amazing miracle. But you know, this man who was sitting there in Lystra, listening to Paul speak, he also did three things. Can't even do the Vulcan thing, never mind me. Three things. <laughs> so he also did three things. Number one. Hey, that was a good one. Number one. He heard Paul preach. He heard the gospel. The second thing he did was he had faith to be healed. And the third thing he did was he leapt and walked. When someone shouts at you that loud, you do leap anyway. But the third thing he did was he leapt and walked. So Paul did three things. He preached the gospel. He noticed the man had faith to be healed. And he shouted with a loud voice, stand upright straight on your feet. And the man did three things. He listened to the gospel. Second thing he did was he had faith to be healed. And the third thing he did was he didn't have any chance of jumping. He just jumped and, and, was, and was healed. Amen. Now... You know, the gospel is good news. And Jesus had just gone about healing the sick. It says in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So this man had faith to be healed, but where did he get it? He, he got it by hearing Paul preach. Faith rose in his heart. That's because it says in Hebrews chapter 3, sorry, not Hebrews, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And God's salvation is inclusive. It can bring healing to us if we believe. We need to believe. Amen. Will you say with me today, I'm a believer. Come on, let's say it. I'm a believer. And I'm not negative. And I'm not a person you want to run away from. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So, faith, the most important thing that can happen is the Lord Jesus is present here today. And the most important thing is that we are saved. Amen. We are saved. And so, faith for salvation, how does it come? It says in Romans 10, 17, how will they hear unless they have a preacher? How will they be saved? And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So faith for salvation comes by hearing. You know, in 1967, I was 11 years old. I was born in 55, but in 1967 at this time, I was 11 years old. I think I was in Standard 4, 
at Marlborough Junior School in the country of what was then called Rhodesia. And uh, a little boy, my sister, my older sister, took me to a gospel crusade in a tent with an evangelist preaching. He was then South Africa's leading evangelist. His name was Don Normand. And uh, Don Normand was preaching in this tent, and he preached the gospel, just like Paul and Barnabas did in Lystra. I was 11 years old, but I tell you what, I believed with all my heart. He gave a, a gospel appeal for people to be saved. And he said, if you'd like to receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if your faith had risen in my heart, he said, put your hand up. My hand went up. So quick, I, I, I was receiving Jesus as my Lord and Savior. How did that faith come to be saved? It came by hearing good news. Don Norman spoke good news and made me laugh at the same time. And then, um, after the crusade, it, he started a church there, built a church there, uh, which is still there today. But, you know, as time went on, I had my ups and downs, my, you know, youth times when I was away from God, and then when I was 19, I came back and I began to proclaim the gospel myself. So I went to Ellis Robbins School, high school, where I had been saved, and there... I preached the gospel. And when I preached the gospel, a number of people came forward to be saved. Why did they do that? Because they'd heard the good news and faith rose in their heart. A number of people came forward to be saved. One of them, his name was Steve White. And Steve got saved that day. Came to our church from that time on. And he brought his sister, who was at Mabel Rain Girls High next door. And his sister came and Steve and Sue, and they became an important part of our youth, and uh, it was a great blessing. Sometime uh, uh, around about that time, I went to preach at Marandellas High School, and we invited all the kids who wanted to come to come into the school hall, and there I preached the gospel. And you know there, literally hundreds of kids turned to the Lord. In fact, it came to a time when, as we came every week, that nearly the whole school was saved. And... Uh, it, it, was, it was an amazing time, but how did that happen? It came by preaching the gospel. Good news. Good news. And they heard, and they were joyous. And uh, then a little while later, I went to, or sometime during that time, I went to a school called Mount Pleasant High School. And uh, I preached the gospel at Mount Pleasant High School. And again, loads of them came forward for salvation. I had a youth camp. We took 140 people. And there were people from Ellis Robbins, Marandellas High, and from Mount Pleasant High School. They all came on a youth camp with us, and it was wonderful. We're having uh, a blessed time. Why? Because we're honoring Jesus, putting Jesus first, and preaching good news. Faith to be saved comes by hearing. It comes by hearing. It comes by hearing the gospel. And where it says that in Romans 10 and 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. We need to, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the gospel. We need to keep hearing. You know, I've had faith at times and sometimes I, I've not had so much faith. Sometimes I thought, where's my faith gone? I've got to hear the gospel again. I've got to hear the word of, so I'm built up. That's why it's important for us to be together today and be built up in the most holy faith. Amen. But you know, in the story I'm reading here, a man got healed. Where did his faith to be healed come from? 
He wasn't healed because Paul was an apostle. And you know, today, God is good, and Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, isn't he? Jesus hasn't changed. But sometimes our faith and our belief has changed. And we need to hear good news to believe. And if we believe, wow, God wants to bless us. Amen. Well, faith comes by hearing for healing, for salvation, for healing. I was driving one time from a, a city in Zimbabwe, Karoi, and perhaps not a city, little town. <laughs> okay, from a little town to the city, Harare, and I was asked to give a young, a young woman a lift. She was probably only 19 and she had a little baby, and I took her back to the capital to a place called Greendale, where she lived, and uh, when I dropped her off, she said, I'd invite you in, only my mother's in bed, and she's ill, and she can't get, she's bed fast. She said, she's really not well. And so I said, okay, that's fine. Then I said, would you ask your mother if she'd like me to pray for her? She knew I was a pastor. I said, I'll come and pray for her, that she'll be better. And so she said, I'll ask her. So she went, came out and said, yes, my mother would like that if you'd come in. Um, she says, can you give us 10 minutes? She wants to clear up everything and get, you know, I guess she wanted to do a bit of makeup and other things. So anyway, I'm waiting for what seemed like a very long time in the car. And then she says, okay, my, my mother would like you to come in now. So I went in there, laid my hands on her and just said, in Jesus' name, be well. Because it's, it's about Jesus, isn't it? So I... I, I did tell her a little stuff, so faith came into her heart first, actually. I told her uh, uh, some stuff, and then she heard it, believed it, I laid my hands on her. And next day, she was out of bed, in church, heard me preach again, her and her daughter, and the baby, and faith was coming to all of them, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Um, one time, we had a Melvin Banks crusade. Anyone heard of Melvin Banks? <laughs> Anyway, Melvin Banks was a British evangelist, and he prayed for people to be healed. And there was a lot of people there. And after the meeting, um, someone came to me and they said, he said, I really wanted to be prayed for, but I didn't get to be prayed for tonight. He says, now I've lost my chance. He said, I'm blind in this eye. He said, and I really thought if I came here, he'd pray for me and I'd be healed, but he's gone and I didn't get my prayer. I said, you know what? I said, he can't heal anybody. He says, he can't? I said, no, he can't. I said, but Jesus can. I said, and it makes no difference whether he's here or not because it's only Jesus who can do it. So I said, we can just pray now and you can receive healing in your eye. He said, okay. I could see faith came straight away. He really believed this. And then we prayed and then he said, I covered his other eye. He says, I can see. I can see. It's amazing. But faith came by hearing, but it's not about any person. It's Jesus who does it. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we need faith for everyday life.